Welcome to the Get Played Collectible Card Game. Build your deck. I'm Nick. My card costs five mana, and it instantly disrupts whatever conversation is currently taking place to just crowbar in my own bullshit. I'm Heather. My card costs four mana. If you are combating another card, add plus two to your power. If, however, the other card is a puzzle card, this card is worth negative six to your overall points. I'm Matt. My card costs three mana, and if Nick and Heather are on the playing field, add me to their coattails. I'm the Resident Evil Merchant. My card is a negative five to all cards on the playing field. It is a net negative. If I show up in your hand, do everything you can to get rid of me. What are you building? Also, there's a Devon card, uh, and if it's not in your deck, just it like you can't even play. Like <laughs> it's like the one essential component. I'm Ash Ketchum. I'm in the wrong game. I'm from the Pokemon card game. <laughs> if you use me in this game, well, I don't. I, I, I'll give you a, pl a plus five to everything, but I'm from the wrong deck. Hi, I'm I'm uh I'm the woman in all the pitch meetings, in all the intro sketches. Oh boy, okay, there we go. Dougette. Yeah. Um, I'm plus four to sandwiches. Okay. Yeah. I'm plus. Okay. I'm minus. Doesn't I'm, have a clear yeah, I cause, what the game is. Actively I'll, unhelpful. I give you mana. I give you mana if you play me. Uh, what is that good? Mean? Are you I just if you add good. me to your deck and make your I make it better for you? Um, my card is spelled wrong, but that's that's what makes me rare. I'm an uncommon card. Put me in your pocket. You don't even have to play me in the game. Just carry me around with you. I can't even tell where you're bleeding from. <laughs> we curve our mana and spend real money for fake cards as we discuss Marvel Snap and deck building games this week on Get Played. Your one-stop show for good games, bad games, and every game in between. It's time to get played. I'm your host, Heather Ann Campbell, along with my fellow host, Nick Weiger. That's me, Nick Weiger, and I'm here with our third host, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back to Get Played, your premier video game podcast with your three favorite hosts in your favorite parasocial relationship, Right after your favorite holiday weekend where we all ate, unless you're in another country, you probably still ate, but it wasn't, you know, the way we ate here in America. You ate your normal week. food, your regular yeah. food. Yeah, <laughs> you ate regular food. Which is fine. Yeah. That's cool. Some of the yeah. best foods are regular. Hey, hey, don't get me started on regular food. I eat that shit all the time. 
A piece of bread? Great. Hell yeah. Had had it this morning. Some salad? Fucking great. I'll have a salad. Why not? Sure. Probably have some later. A single chip? Why not? It's good. I mean, I probably won't just have one chip. No, if you ate one, if somebody had one chip, yeah, I would be like, you're wrong. That was a U- U.S. Acres episode. It was like of Garfield and Friends. You remember? I don't know if you remember that the, the cartoon, but they had U.S. Acres, which was the one that took mm-hmm. place on the par- on the farm. Yeah, I always like those like, characters more. Those characters are more fun. Uh, but the I can't remember what the fucking pig's name was, but he like like the pig like challenged someone to just eat one potato chip. And it was impossible. That was the episode. I mean, there was whatever. Was it it's like, like an eleven-minute episode. Hey, a, a duck like staring at a bowl of chips and being like, I don't know. <laughs> they shared the half hour. You ju- you just had to sustain it for eleven <laughs> minutes. Honestly, more like nine minutes with their extended theme songs. So. And look, I'm laughing. Yeah, it was good. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look, we could talk about regular food all day. We could recall hmm. episodes of 90s cartoons all day. <laughs> but this is the premier video game podcast. That means we got to talk about some video games. So the question I put to all of you is, what are you playing? What are you playing? Oh. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, I'm not the Resident Evil merchant. Oh. I'm just a regular... I'm a regular... Man, who, I I didn't escape from prison. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I've got this nice beach tel- t-shirt on, this nice beachy tee, and yeah, I've got a, very, very cool. some shorts. I'm uh, just, I mean, only I'm a, unseasonal. I'm a tourist here in Los Angeles, not the Resident Evil merchant, didn't escape from prison. What are you playing, guys? Surf's up, hang ten. Uh, let me let me just say, if I'm gonna take what you're saying at face value, which I don't, I think you're lying. But if mm-hmm. I'm gonna take that what you're saying at it face value, like a big lie, Galabunga, dude. Okay, it's getting more believable though. You just being a regular guy, like that's not like that doesn't add any value to the show. Like what's cool is that it's yeah. the Resident Evil merchant, this extremely recognizable video game character from one of the most revered video games of all time. Yeah. Like that's what that's what people like about it. Nick and I are regular guys and we're like barely allowed to do this. Yeah, we're like the regular food of guys. Yeah. Gen four. I I, I hear you shaking it out there, buddy. But I'm just a regular dude. Cal what are you playing? Can I you fucking guys better not blow my... Oh, I'm okay. wanted by so many different police. Okay, so yeah. it was a lie. Yeah, it if was a lie. just some cowabunga guy. If, if, if this was a Grand Theft Auto game, I, my stars would be off, off the screen. National Guard would be coming I after had to you. Hide, I, yeah. I hid in, I hid inside another man's body in order to escape from prison. How would I that don't even, even work. I don't, I don't even know what to like Luke crawling inside a tauntaun. I get because a tauntaun's so comparatively massive to yes. a human being, but just getting inside another person. I smashed, like, I smashed my toilet 
with my hands in my cell and I made a shiv out of the porcelain, right? Then I gutted a man and crawled inside him and walked. (laughs) Just straight up walked right out the door. What are you playing? What am I wearing? That's why you don't recognize me. Also, this is a human man. Jesus Christ. So you're just like wearing their skin, like basically like a full body uh, tracksuit. Yeah. Yeah, you might call this a biohazard. Am I right, guys? What are you playing? The international title for the game and the can, seven. Can we? Yeah, that was that was that was very clever. Can we just uh, since since we got you here now, and I'm yeah. not sure what your status is going to be on the future. Uh, can you just give us a few different reads of what are you playing, just so we have sure. it in the can? Yeah, absolutely. Right, thank you. Okay, Absol- thank you. What are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? What are you playing? Hey, what you playing? Great. Devin, yeah, do you just want to like, like take just take that little chunk of audio and, you know, yeah. just hold on to it for It kind later. of baffles me that we hadn't thought of that. We yet. Could, honestly, we could have had you knock out like 50 in one session. And we'd we, just be set We for could the have year. actually been like helpful for you even. Like we could have given yeah, you some money, right. set you on a different path, you know? The butterfly effect and all, you oh, know. Oh, we're all really thinking about that about. now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, when I got this gig by just walking into the studio one day, I none of us were thinking about the longevity of the bit. We were just thinking true. what are you playing? That's true. Yeah, but you know, here at the show, we do sort of have a, a, a long history of just like like season arcs. We're just thinking so far ahead. Like this episode that we're talking about right now today, it's been in the works for like three years. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. That, that's true. It's been the can that long, too. What, what, huh? you, what are you playing? Well, Resident Evil Merchant. Yeah. I think one of us should answer your question at this point. And I'll put it to Matt because Matt, I honestly don't know what you've been playing. Okay. Well, that's impossible because of course you know what I've been playing. I guess I, look, look, guys, friends. Yeah. Yes. I'm playing Pokemon Scarlet. Okay. Of and, course. And, you know, I'm also dipping back in between uh, uh, God of War Ragnarok. Love that. That's a great experience, top to bottom. Persona 5 Royal. It's become like a part of my personality. People, I love it. I love it. Persona 5? Yes. Fuck, it's so fucking good. And that's not a spoiler for our record. Yeah, it's universally loved. Everybody everybody that plays this game loves it. I'm playing Pokemon Scarlet. I spent the weekend with Pokemon Scarlet because I figured it's out. It's new. I love Pokemon. A weekend away from Persona Five isn't gonna is gonna drop in the bucket. Sort of. Convict. I think. Yeah, you're also you're also basically on our Pokemon beat. So I feel like yes. people are gonna want to hear your you're effectively our Pokemon correspondent, and I think people want to hear your take. Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard on Twitter, it's more like Pokemon Scarlet Fever. Boy, I can't wait for this year to be over so I can stop trying to make you guys jokes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm going to need you to start uh, stop eating my lunch next year, too. <laughs> Lisa, that's all we got. Yeah, that's all we got. You can't do a good one. <laughs> um, but I, so I'm playing it, and here's what I'll say about 
it's <laughs> I don't I'm not far enough in into it to like <laughs> to like fully judge it as a whole. <laughs> Matt's trying so hard to be kind. <laughs> no, I'm about to like I'm about to go in on this thing. I think oh, a little okay, bit. Okay. Like, but okay. like I because like it's doing. <laughs> twisting himself into knots to say while it while it's there dead. are it is there are things about it that are interesting and uh it's doing things that i think could ultimately push the games forward mm-hmm. in the exact opposite direction it is like on a bullet train like <laughs> going the other way <laughs> because on the, on the surface this is the first open world pokemon game where mm. like you can tackle, there are three different sets of tasks that wait, you can. Wait, I'm sorry, sorry to inter- yes. interrupt. I'm just because wasn't the wasn't the other one that came Arceus. out this year? Arceus wasn't that also open world, or but so, that doesn't count as a mainline Pokemon. It's not a mainline Pokemon game, and it's also not fully open world because it's subjected it. to. Um, it's like there are different sections that you you know. There are load screens for, uh, like so, like it's not all existing in one spot. There's like a hub world that then you can go into the other areas from. Uh, whereas this one, you can pick a direction and just go, which I think is good. I think that's a good idea. I think that's like a, a the, the natural step forward. There are three different types of tasks you can do, which one of them is the main thing that you would normally do, which is go after all eight eight uh, gyms, get the badges, mm-hmm. defeat the Elite Four. The other one is um, you have to go around stopping the Team Rocket-esque group which is also usually part of the games, but it's sort of different. It's different now where it's not necessarily woven into the story. It's a separate set of tasks you can do. And then there's this other set of tasks where there are these titans, these massive Pokemon that you have to take down and get um, their, like, hidden, like, um, like uh, there's, like a, like, a spice that this guy is trying to get or something mm. that's making them big. Mm. Um, and so those, so you can tackle those in any order. The gyms don't scale with your level. You can pick any gym you want a- at any time and and just, just go, which is interesting. Um, the bad stuff is that it looks and plays like shit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so shitty, like... Because, like, the thing about, like, because, like, the Switch is not a very powerful device, obviously. Sure. But you can get, there's great looking games. Mario Odyssey is, like, a gorgeous game. It's, like, it, it looks fantastic. Yeah, art direction go, is, is the whole thing. You can, and you like, have 100%. Yeah. And, like, Pokemon is nothing but art direction. Like, yeah. like none of that stuff is real. Like, so, like, all you have to do is sort of, like, have it, like, be stylized and make it look good. The things that they've picked to look good are baffling to me. Some really fuzzy looking environments, like some like, I mean, there's like just these developers didn't have enough time. Usually there's more time in between um, releases, uh, but I think this is the third Pokemon game this year. Um, I think uh, Arceus came out at the end of 2021 and then Diamond Pearl remake came out this year uh, shortly after that. And then and then now this one, they needed more time, I think, because there's just like things that shouldn't be happening in a game 
like that, like which you pointed out, Nick, in our text thread, the most profitable IP of all time. Yes. Like they have the money to make this look good. Um, so, but there's like, yeah, there's, uh, well, like, that, that was also, and, and, and I just want, that was also yeah. like, that specifically was a Heather point uh, that we yeah. were talking about is like, why can't these games at least look good? Yeah. That would, this feels like the one thing they should just absolutely nail, like just have these be, you know, people, people love the character design of, of Pokemon. Yeah. And it, it feels like that could be just like the, like you were saying, they just, just stylize it adequately, uh, give the resources to at least make this look like a polished game. So yeah, it feels, yeah. it feels like you could make those assets like hugely high def or or whatever the reference would be for mm-hmm. uh, for assets and then scale them up for f- future games. Like you only have to make that bed yeah. once and yeah. then you can just like it just it's nuts. Like think about how good Dragon Quest Eleven looks and it, yeah. like it just has like a great a, art style. Like it's just Matt, like it, great point. It looks great. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But like, I think the thing that I've seen a lot of people say online about this game. Uh, oh, also like the thing about the they didn't take the right things from Arceus either. Like mm-hmm. they, um, like they expanded on like the open world concept. Like that was sort of like a bridge to uh, that sort of. But you can now like throw your Pokemon out in the overworld, and it can attack. And just like auto battle for you, which is kind of cool. Um, but you can't just catch in the overworld. You have to go through the whole thing like you normally would, uh, like encounter a Pokemon and then go through the catching thing. Whereas like in Arceus, if you saw a Pokemon, you could just throw a ball at it without engaging in all of that. Uh, I wish that that's like the main thing I miss. But if it mm. was in there, I can guarantee you it wouldn't work. Because um, like some of these things, you catch a Pokemon and like the menu for the, or you know, it's like the on-screen prompt of like it going to your Pokedex takes forever. It's so slow, it's so janky. Uh, but um, I was like, I was what I was saying, what I was teeing up was a lot of people online are like, look, they can't be stopped. Like they just like won't. <laughs> they won't. They won't do better than this, right? Like, and everyone is mad, and will still buy the next one. Yes. And love the new little guys. There are so many cute new little guys in this thing that like it's hard to be mad for more than like a couple of minutes until you see another one. And then you're like, oh, look at that cute little guy. (laughs) So it is like in some ways a very fun game because like. It's just, you know, it's Pokemon. You're just like, you're, you're, you know what you're getting into. It's not ever right. really like breaking the mold. The new open world concept is like the thing that I really love about it. The stuff that I don't love about it sucks shit and like won't change. <laughs> like, uh, like that just looks <laughs> shitty. And then also now before your gyms, you have this like test you have to do. Also, there's school in it. There's school. Uh, I haven't gone really not to necessarily school a bad thing. Uh, yeah, there's school in Persona and it's great. Yeah, but. School sucks. <laughs> it's just real school. Now with Homer. Yeah, that's how it sucks. Yeah. Pokemon's can be so addictive for kids. We should put regular school in the in the game. Yeah, I'm getting my ass kicked, like for real. Um, <laughs> but the um it's just uh, uh, like I don't even remember what the thing that I w- was saying before that. Uh school is in it. 
Um, well, you, uh, I'll, I'll yeah. maybe this will get you back on track because I, I, I brought I, I found your initial reaction. This is before the weekend uh, when we, you were recording this the the, the next week. Um, yes. But before the weekend, when I think when you got it for the first time, the, your first text about it was new Pokemon is good so far. Sparse environments and bad frame rate. Sure. But lots of cute little guys. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the jank is like it's kind of it's just kind of tough because you're yeah. trying to play this and you're like, I wish it's mo- like I, I just wish it moved. I wish it moved. I wish it like it felt like it was like controlling correctly. Right. Um. But you know, I'll end up finishing this thing, of course, uh, and pray that they patch it somehow, which they won't. Um. And, and, and this is the thing, though. Pokemon games, they only appreciate. They don't ever, like, go down in price. Like, the the cheapest you'll ever get one is for, like, 40 bucks, probably. Right. So, it's, like, waiting to get it is sort of, like, what are you going to, like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> You're not really going to, it's not really going to dip in price ever. Uh, and then it'll be too late, and then you'll never be able to get it in, for less than two hundred dollars. Uh, so it's like, well, this is the this is just the world we live in, and yes. they're just you know, let's do whatever they want forever. It I feels saw, like go I on, either. I saw a picture of Pokemon Scarlet with a character standing next to a wall that looked like a PS one wall like the graphics (laughs) the texture was so low and like blur like blurry like an like in all honesty like an n64 like the fucking lon lon village and it it was insane i can't believe i can't believe it i just can't believe it it's such a tortured fandom and also you know like 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 hey we 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 went back and played gold silver and we're like this is fucking terrific and yeah. we feel like this is such a great formula that if they just if they could figure out how to just execute that in 3D you know um uh, and and have this feel like be a modern looking and feeling game then but that that seems like a slam dunk but it just does, doesn't seem like maybe to your point matt they just don't have the time or the resources to execute that yeah i yeah. i mean do you do, do you think is is it the same team do you know that worked on arceus or were they i would have to imagine given the timeline that these were different teams i would think so because I, I i think that the um uh i think the arceus team was a different like it was like a new team i got think, it uh if i remember correctly but this i mean I've, I've, this is just like, you know, they've all looked a sort of way for a while and like everyone has been criticizing them for like reusing assets and like not um, like just like making things look uh, like, you know, up to up to standard, up to like what the console standard is for the the switch. And. But it's never I feel like they've never like performed poorly. I feel like they're always sort of like, yeah, this no. is like how they do. Like, this is like, uh, you know, they're never reinventing the wheel or whatever. But this is like the first game that I've ever seen of theirs that like is has jank and like glitches and stuff. Like, it's it's like strange. a it's like a team like, you know, the New York Knicks or uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's just like <clears throat> perennially poorly administered. Yeah. But the but there is such a big market and the fans are so loyal 
that they're just, they're all just like everyone's attitude is like ah fuck these fucking guys god damn it uh yeah I'll, I'll i'll still go to the games yeah i'll still watch the fucking i'll subscribe to the the cable plan that has the network because i'm i've been rooting for this team for decades of my life but they're, they're it's fucking sucks yeah um it, it feels like a similar sort of relationship which is you know toxic but what are you gonna do yeah like i gonna, they'll put out another one in a you know nine months and i'll be like oh cool a new pokemon game (laughs) (laughs) she's got a new hat yeah yeah awesome (laughs) i hear you can change clothes in this one (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just wish they i mean the catching mechanic from arceus would just go so far for me if they Mm. like if they but they'll never patch that in like if it's not in there now i don't know i've never heard of them doing such a thing um but you know that's that's i mean all that to say that's what i'm playing um, and I'm really looking forward to uh, playing it more, uh, later today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, should I go? I can go. Go. Yeah, you can go. I'll talk about Pentiment, uh, a little bit more. So this is, Ooh. I talked about this game last week. Uh, I streamed a character and I decided to, uh, you know, and I was playing a little bit more. It's like, you know what? I think I want to keep that character and maybe stream it again, uh, and I, I went with a different build to play offline. And this is a game to uh, to recap or for anyone who didn't listen to last week's episode. It is set in uh, 1500s Bavaria and you play a young artist named Andreas who works at a monastery. He's not a monk, but he works at a monastery in the scriptorium, which is where they do illuminated manuscripts. And he works on manuscripts, but also in his spare time is working on his masterpiece. This is how the game begins. That's the player character. Uh, Online, I was playing, I I did my, I just, I was more role-playing as me. So, you know, like a guy, like not trying to upset anyone, not trying to, to, you know, step on any toes, assuming low status is needed. Um, I, I specialized in law and uh, and oratory so I could be super pedantic um, <laughs> and annoying. And uh, and oh, offline, I went in a different direction and I played just a fucking I'm playing just a fucking horn dog. I'm playing a horny ass character. Uh, my guy is a hedonist who is also um, uh, and I just am basically taking the option that I feel like is the most like alpha dog, you know, uh, sort of a brash, uh, you know, dialogue choice when I'm interacting with everyone. As a result, I am failing so many skill checks because I've just upset everyone. <laughs> there's just there's just like because like, it'll be like a skill check. It'll be it's you know it, it, we'll use Disco Elysium as a reference because it's the same sort of system. It'll say like all the th- the negative things and the positive things you've done. So it'll be like you know uh, uh you know negative five insulted her to her face <laughs> negative six <laughs> disparaged the church you know. <laughs> and then plus one picked up the broom for her. So like, like, you know, like I'm just failing all these skill checks, but it is, it is just like, it's a, it's a historical world. As far as I can tell, there's hints of, of, of paranormal, uh, uh you know, like, like apparitions mm. and such, but I can't tell if that's just like these, the, the, at, at least as far as I am in the game, I can't tell if that's like their own, you know, the 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 characters in game the NPCs if that's like their myth or folklore or their superstition or if there's actually that's actually happening within the game uh but what is actually happening in the game is lots of fucking 
This game's horny as shit. Uh, There's monks wow. and nuns fucking in the woods. There's monks fucking in the library. Uh, I've stumbled upon some some carnal scenes that are going on. There's a horny ass nun who uh, like asks you to describe like sexual things to her so she can think about them uh, while she's praying. Uh, but that also like speaks to how when it's dealing with monastic life, that a lot of the people living in the convent or in the monastery are there not by choice. It's like their family put them there because like, you know, you were the like and and or, or for whatever reason. And so it's just like a lot of like people like depressed old men or, you know, uh, Randy 20 somethings who are cooped up uh, effectively living in cells. It also kind of like does a great job of speaking to just how dominant the church was in this era of of Europe where it's basically like you know this monastery is up on the hill and then ever and then you know there's literally a part where the rain runs off from the monastery and then floods the town and the monastery is like just doesn't give a fuck cuz you know the church is the supreme power of the land mm-hmm. here's the one thing i'll say and i'm really enjoying this game and i think it's fascinating and i think if you like visual novels slash you know uh, super hardcore RPGs that don't necessarily have a lot of combat or, or any combat as far as I can tell. Um, and, you know, there's there's a murder mystery element which uh, which recurs, which is really cool and it's it's really well done. The thing is, like, the nature of this kind of game is that you can miss things and I feel like the scale is tipped a little too far towards you just have to miss large chunks of the game through any playthrough. Uh, which like entire interactions, which is kind of a bummer. Again, I'll go back to Disco Elysium, mm-hmm. but like, you know, there's the the autopsy in that game, the field autis- autopsy, which is a really cool moment. Um, there's effectively a similar thing in this game, but you can miss it entirely if you just go to a different interaction. And it's kind of like, I do kind of wish some of this stuff you could always do in every playthrough because otherwise you're basically mandating the user is going through you know multiple playthroughs just to see large chunks of the game and i know that balance is always tough to figure out where it's like how much do we make you know you you able to do always uh how much do we make it so that you have to like make some sort of uh you know character choice and 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 that informs different uh you know dialogue options that are locked up like i understand that those that's that's difficult but but i've i've had some frustrations where it's like fuck i wish i could do both of these things and i can't and i guess i just have to miss something um and i don't know i mean the game's trying to make you feel that so you know maybe that's fine but i it's just also like we only have so much fucking time to play these games. I do yeah. kind of wish you could see most of the cool stuff in one playthrough. That's 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 my take. But Pentiment, but overall, really really enjoy it. It's really cool. It's it's fucking. It's very specific. It's not for everyone, but it's very much for me. You've almost sold me on it. Mm-hmm. Like it, there there's enough that you've said that's like oh that's kind of cool. That I'm like mm, I might I could dip my toe in this game, but I think I'd also not like so much of it. It's it's. It's a tricky little, it's a tricky little wolf. Might be a Mary game. Oh, yeah. Maybe mm. a Mary play it. Oh, yeah. Good idea. She's very, the, it's, game. the writing's great. It's, it's, it's super, it's super literate and it does like also, you know, as, as, as really cool characterization from some of the NPCs and then also like weird occult shit, which is fun. So, yeah, I don't know. I love, have Mary uh, 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 put her claws into it. I will. I'll give it a shot. Done. <laughs> Transaction completed. <laughs> uh, Heather, what are you playing? 
All right. So my answer was just going to be fucking Fortnite. I'm a piece of shit. I'm just trash. <laughs> they put Ivor in the game. So I'm a, I'm like, I'm playing Fortnite as the other game that I spent the most time on in the last couple of years. Uh the the one the woman Viking from Assassin's Creed and she has wow. her own uh her own emote uh where she like hit a shield and goes like Hoo! and I'm like Whoa. oh that's pretty good that's a good that combat cool. that's a co- that's great um but I did play a different game this week which is the Atari 50 collection or wow. 50th anniversary collection uh and this game I haven't put a ton of time into it but it's more like an interactive museum. It's I know a lot of these collections, like we we played the Pac-Man collection on this fucking podcast and it sucked so fucking much, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it was not it, it making your little arcade, your little Animal Crossing arcade, all that stuff, it sucked. Um and then most of the games sucked too. This is like if there was a channel on your television that was interactive and it was an Atari history channel and you could scroll through timelines to major events, click on them and get more information, almost like a, like a, like a, a, an elaborate television website. And some of those events also have archival footage and the archival footage has never been seen before this collection. So you'll get like a film strip shot on like black and white film in the seventies. That's like interviews with developers that has never been seen before. And then they also obviously include all of the original Atari games, but they are sort of contextualized in a way that makes them like, Oh, I know because I've seen everything that has been created up to this point. I know why this game is sort of revolutionary because I've I, like I'm introduced with the very first Atari game, which I'd never heard of some kind of fucking space game. And then like you go to Pong and you get this interview with this guy who's talking about Pong uh, and, and how he made it work. And he also does a different, they're also modern interviews. So you get this modern interview with the guy who built Pong and he's like, you know, everybody talks about how the sound effects were perfect. And, it it wasn't by choice. That was the only fucking sound we could make it work, make it have. <laughs> uh, so I've gone through like several years of content and it feels, it feels like a book. It's very pleasurable. And then like, you'll, you'll dip into a, a round of Pong to be like, fuck. And they've got like a really high resolution photograph of the cabinet around the frame because, you know, our, our frames on our TVs are widescreen and, and Pong is like a 4-3 game. Mm-hmm. But it's like, right. it's not like that, like, the shitty sort of like wallpaper imagery that you get around a lot of retro collections. It's a photo of the cabinet. So you can get right up next to the TV and see like the wood grain. Like it's, it's a really great collection. And it's clear that somebody put tons of work and love into it. And I also feel like I've learned a lot. That's why I pitched the game to you guys as a as a game for us to play on the show. Because I think in I'm in, down. in terms yeah. of the history of of gaming, it's such a great collection, and you learn so much so rapidly. Um, so if you guys are down, let's let's throw it on the show. Yeah, let's make it happen. Let's do it. But yeah, uh, I'm 
I, but, uh, from, well, yeah, go, on, go ahead. No, other than that, I'm fucking Fortnite all the time. What were you saying, Nick? <laughs> I was just going to say, like, I'd, re- I'd read positive. I know you've been playing it. And I don't, I'd read similar, like, you know, uh, effusive praise online from people who are just that this is just like this um, amazing piece of curation, which is great. That's what that's what the, the, the that catalog deserves. That's rad. Yeah. it When you you know, if you've ever gone to a museum listener and it's like, here's an exhibit on the Wizard of Oz. Right. Mm-hmm. And you walk in the, and you see like the ruby slippers are probably there. And like Dorothy's costume is probably there. But if it's a great curation, then you'll also get like behind the scenes footage on screens on the wall. And you get like a, a physical flow of a timeline of the production of the film. That's what this is like. It's like moving through time and space, examining you know, archaeological artifacts of the history of Atari. And and there's like business card, like scanned business cards. Like it's so deep. It's great. I was thinking about that Wizard of Oz exhibit now. It'd be cool if there was like a part where Don't. there was like a camera and it projected you in black and white. And then you could walk to like walking uh, across a little divide and then you'd be projected in color. That would be like, really nice. I thought you were going somewhere else, Nick. I thought for sure you're going to be like, it'd be really great if they had the the rope that guy used to hang himself in the background <laughs> of the scarecrow. Uh, well, Heather, what Fortnite is for you lately, Marvel Snap has become for me. Yes. Which is why we're discussing deck building games. I've been so playing too much Marvel Snap. You must be so happy all the time. <laughs> Honestly, it's fucking great. It's this is this is, you know, I like this type this type of game. And um I am uh I, I like this type of game. This is quietly over like the past decade became become one of my favorite genres. Uh, the digital collectible card game uh, slash deck building game genre. I like it when it when it turns up and as like a game within a game of other games, uh, which we'll talk about. And I like it when it's just like an element of a game. Like for instance, Neon White is one that came out this year that just uses cards as a way to get abilities. Mm -hmm. And it's just like a cool implementation of that. Um, But yeah, I've been playing a lot. Do you, you both have been, you both have have messed around with Marvel Snap a little bit, right? Yes. Can you, do you you have your, your phones in front of you? Yes. Can you do me a favor? Can you, can you open it up and find your collection level? It's the little green uh, diamond you'll see under your character portrait. All right. You're at level four. All right. 26. Matt's at 26. All right. Um, I'm at 656 Jesus currently. Fucking so Christ. I've put some hours into this game. <laughs> I'm, I'm level 120 in Fortnite. I mean, is Hell that yeah. that's something? No, that's great. I I'm playing Pokemon Scarlet. To, to be able to know what the fuck I'm ta- <laughs> talking about. 656. Yeah. Too, too much. Too much time. But here, here's what I'll say. What I like about this game, and I, I've said this previously, but like it's, you know, the, the oftentimes these games are money sink slash pay to win. Here they have gone in the direction of the money that's spent on the game is like Fortnite. It is for, you know, uh, it, it it is for aesthetic improvements. It is for different uh, like alternate cards in the same way that you'll get like, you know, you'll spend money for 
uh, weapon skins in Fortnite. It doesn't actually like you're not buying a better weapon that will allow you to win at a higher percentage. You're just buying like, oh, this is like a or you're not buying a better card that will let you, you know, a, a dominate this game. It's more like, OK, I've already got uh, Jessica Jones and here's a here's a different version. Here's baby Jessica Jones that I can spend some uh, some real money on to have that in my deck. But it's got the same power level. It just looks differently. And I like that approach because the yeah, the issue with these games is that. Well, I mean, just imagine because I think there are some games. I think there are some like, you know, Battle Royale or or Deathmatch games that have tried this approach where it's like you actually can spend real money for better gear, mm-hmm. right? For stuff that works more effectively in the game. And that just completely breaks the balance. And that's the mm-hmm. case with a lot of these uh, collectible card games. Um, uh, you know, it's it's just because they become where the, the they're dominated largely by whales. And it's a feat if you're a free to play player. But Marvel Snap, it feels like you can go pretty far being free to play. So... I don't play a ton of deck builders, deck building games, uh, Nick. And yeah, I did enjoy my very limited time with Marvel Snap, right? It's 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 pleasurable. It's really clicky. Like everything is nice to interact with. It's nice to touch the fucking cards or to I really like that holding your phone feels like holding a deck of cards. And mm, yeah. that when you rotate the phone, the card itself, if it has depth effects, moves in conjunction with the rotation on your phone, as opposed to like pushing your thumb onto the card to make it have the 3D effect. All that's great. Um, but what it reminds me of and what I was like, oh, I've played a deck building game for a long time. And I'm not talking about Pokemon, the physical game, which I also played a lot of, but Final Fantasy VIII's card game is a deck building yes. game. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and I've put many, many, many hours into that in order to unlock the weapons that I wanted in the game itself. So that was maybe, you know, and I played some some Magic the Gathering, uh, you know, physically, which came out in 1993, I believe. I played that it's some in the 90s as, as a teenager. Um. But uh, as far as a digital collectible card games, yeah, I think Triple Triad was the first one I got into when Final Fantasy VIII launched in the U.S. And uh, that was 99, right? Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Same year as yeah. Dreamcast. Wait, no, no. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII? Eight, yeah. Uh, I want to say eight's before 99. I want to say it's 98. It's somewhere in that range. Yeah. Um, And uh, and yeah, I'd, I'd like like. It's really compelling, and that's like the game within the game that you know. Uh, uh, I love when it happens. You know, the other one, the other big one is Gwent, which Gwent is in is in Witcher Three, and Gwent got broken out into its own game. Um, I think it was like it was one of the first games I got from from GOG, the CD Projekt Red uh, service, and uh, and like that's like a you know that's a cool thing that existed and is uh, you know influenced other games. Um, but I like, like, I guess what I like about this genre and I'm curious what you, what you like about triple triad. Maybe it's the same sort of thing. I do like that. There's randomness and some luck elements. I do think that makes games more less, you know, I, I think that makes any game like less predictable and, and just more fun. I like that chaos of it. I like that. Sometimes you can just dead draw and you're just fucked or other times you get the perfect draw and you're, and you're set. I love how sensitive the metagames are and, uh, you know, that that 
uh, and, and that different archetypes come about like from the the player base, you know, that the, the players like figure out like, oh, OK, we, this this particular class using this set of cards can win in this this specific way. I love when that's uh, both something that is intended by the developers and something that completely surprises the developers. I like how that comes about. I also like that it's just like. You know what? I, 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 it, it, it's a very pure game design in the sense of it's just like, like, let's just see which number is bigger, right? It's just like, and as far as balancing this game, it's, it's you can take an integer, and there's, you know, there's a card I really like running in, uh, in Marvel Snap right now, Doctor Doom, and what Doctor Doom does, it, it's a six mana card or six power card. Power is what they call man in the game. It's a six power card that spawns two clones of itself in the other areas in the game, so. You know, you take that card and if you change like how powerful Dr. Doom was, like if you change this power level, uh, you, 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 you change if you if you change if you increase that. So instead of spawning himself as as a, a five power card with two five uh, uh, power clones, Doom bots, if you made that like their seven power, you increase the or, or j- even just six power. Now, all of a sudden, that card is wildly overpowered. Now, all of a sudden, that card is completely dominant. Similarly, if you took its energy cost and reduced it from, you know, uh, from six to five, all of a sudden, that game is ex- that that card is completely overpowered. And then also, if you took it, took it and, uh, you know, uh, you reduced its power to like four, it might suddenly become useless. You could nerf it into irrelevance. So I like I'm just fascinated by that element of it. Also, I always feel I already feel myself being annoying in this episode. No way. No, please, no, please, dude, please, this please is interrupt what, I mean, me if I'm monologuing people, too much. People tune into the show for you to be annoying. So get in there. <laughs> I also just like from an esports streaming perspective, I this is a great game to watch for. I think again, I think I said something similar to this last week, Heather. Like that, like for the same reason I know you like watching fighting games. Yeah. Um, uh, high level fighting games. Like I like I love watching people who are better than me at these games because since it's turn based, they will oftentimes talk through exactly what they're doing and you know be like, okay, I think this is the right play if I play this card here. Uh, you know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm anticipating that on the next turn, he's going to play this card here. So I think that's going to get ahead of, you know, like, like, I like, I love seeing that, that sort of TikTok of how someone's brain works as they're playing the game. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I, I just, I, I, I think it's, I think it's just like a really cool genre uh, that again, is just kind of pure game design. Uh, Matt, you played some Marvel Snap. I, I'm curious, have you ever played any of these games or uh, and or have you played much of the Pokemon card game? I, I played, I mean, I certainly collected the cards. I didn't play a lot of the, um, of, of like the actual trading card game because I, when I was a kid, I just didn't understand the rules. Um, but I was a big fan of, uh, of Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, which is, a, oh, wow. which is about a, a card game. And then I yeah. would also, uh, I learned the rules of that game from the show, um, and then you know the actual there's like a, a pretty handy like guidebook, um, and I played that as a kid. And I uh, maybe last year got back into um, uh, I was more interested in getting back into Yu Gi Oh. Uh, and there was a game called Yu Gi Oh Legacy of the Duelist that is uh, mm. you know you can you can build a deck and you can uh, engage in, uh, in in card battles, and that game's a lot of fun. Too. very different than this um because it is like a you just either you win or you lose there's not like right other things there's not like upgrades or or anything like that um but i with this game 
I I had seen a lot of the reason it, it came into my um orbit. I was just seeing a mm-hmm. lot of ads for it on social media. Like I, mm. it was just like every other ad was Marvel Snap. Like they they, they spent their money correctly. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because then I saw that and then I saw friends of mine uh shout out to friends of ours. Alex Fernie, Mark Rennie, uh and oh, another yeah. friend of mine uh Vic Michaelis tweeting about it and then talking about it together and I was like, "Well, wait, I got to see what this is. If these people I like are interested in this, it's probably good." I downloaded it and then I told you and it, it took over your life like a like a parasite. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I just didn't really engage with it much. Um but I love it. <laughs> it's Yeah. I was like, "Hey, I I was a little embarrassed when I thought 26 was a lot." Uh I didn't realize it, it went higher than uh higher than that. Um it goes into the thousands goes- <laughs> apparently. So, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's what's, what's what's good about this game versus other games I uh, mm-hmm. that maybe that could be like this and I don't know if they're all sort of similarly uh playable. Um They're not you're not in a game for very long. Yes. That's the sort of great thing about it. It's sort of like a slot machine kind of where you're just sort of like, oh, like uh, those are characters I recognize or whatever. That's the sort of thing that I have a hard time with. I have to really read like uh cuz there's three spots on the field, right? And each each spot, each area has like a different rule or like a different sort of like boon for it or whatever yes. that then you have to like you know, it could be like in this it's the negative zone. So any any card placed here has negative 3 power or something or like uh, it, it could be anything. Um I have a I I've built my own deck and it's mostly mm-hmm. the same as the one that they give you. But except with some of the newer cards that I like more than some of the cards that I had. Um, but with like, I was telling you that I like it, but I don't really understand what's going on. Um, and that's just because I just like click. I just like, I'm not doing it mindlessly, but like anytime uh, there's like, like, like on the home screen when there's like a notification, I'm just like, what the fuck even is this? <laughs> and I click on it and I just keep clicking until it's gone. And I'm like, okay, well, good. And I, I know enough to like, the gold bars cost money. I'm not clicking that. Sure. <laughs> They're not going to trick me with that. But if they put a notification there, I might accidentally click it. Because uh, like any of the other notifications, like I don't want this on my screen. I don't want this red circle. Mm. Go away from me. So then I'm mm. upgrading cards. And I don't even know if I'm upgrading cards I should be, you know, that I, I, like, that I should be focusing on. I could be upgrading some trash cards, but the notification's there. And I'm like, go away. Um, but I, that's the other thing that I like about it. Some of these upgrades are really fun. Yes. And and what I'll say is that even if you are upgrading trash cards that you're not going to use commonly, mm-hmm. again, it's just an aesthetic improvement. It yes. just makes the card look cooler. And also your your collection level is increased by just upgrading any card. Yes. So there's still a deck positive. And, and I think that's that's, you know, kind of what's, nice about this is that it, it doesn't ever feel like you're just like you're being counterproductive or like well that was a waste it, no. it like everything overall you know increases your that like as you increase your power level you have access to more cards so you're still uh improving your situation overall whereas usually the way these games work is that you're buying packs of cards yes and you can just get a trash pack and that's a fucking horrible feeling which is like well i spent real money 
and I got five cards and I have four of them already and the fifth one sucks. It's like, you know, that that's like a that's like a major bummer. And so I like that they have designed this around that or to avoid around uh, and, and, and to to avoid that. Yes. Uh, and, and and the other cool thing is that like it doesn't seem like it doesn't necessarily seem like the rarer cards are like more powerful. Right, like, like we're in a lot of games. Like a rare item will be like, oh, like, like in Fortnite, even for example, like when you can find like a a rare shotgun, mm-hmm. it's like a little better than the one that's like right before that or whatever. But like when they when they when there's like a card you haven't seen before or something, it's just like, hey, you've never seen this. Yes. So so that you know, and and both of these issues, yeah, are. Uh, downsides of Hearthstone, which is the you know mm. game that I, I I put way too much of my money and time into before I I got into I just cut it off cold turkey and then I eventually ended up playing Marvel Snap, so it pulled me back into the genre. But Hearthstone, you know, the the director of that game is is originally is the same director as Marvel Snap, which I've said in previous episodes, Ben Bro. Mm-hmm. And it does feel like like a big part of how Marvel Snap was developed was to avoid those pitfalls, uh, because yeah, yeah, like legendary cards are so powerful in Hearthstone, and so you would have decks, and it they'd be like you know it's a thirty card deck you're building, and it would be like this this deck list that you're finding online takes ten legendaries. And, you know, those are so rare that you're going you're having to spend to to like you can't so you can't buy the cards directly. You have to buy them within packs and legendary cards are, are rare within packs. Uh, you can craft them. Um, but, you know, that also takes dust, which is a, a, another resource. And so it like it ends up being like if you if you look at the cost of this, like, OK, I want to build this competitive deck. I want to yeah. build this high level deck, this this tier one deck. This is going to cost me like the cost of a game. This is going to be this cost me $50 worth of packs right. like mm. it, it starts to be, uh, you know, again, just this thing where only whales, people with enormous amounts of disposable income can actually compete. Um, so, yeah, but still Hearthstone was massively influential. Hearthstone was was super fun. It's a it's a really cool design. Uh, I really did like Hearthstone's arena mode a lot, which is one where you'd kind of basically basically draft a random deck and try to use that to win as many matches as you, as you could. Um, and uh, and high level Hearthstone is is fun to watch. Um the other thing that happens with what happened with Hearthstone will be interesting to see how how Marvel Snap avoids this is that eventually, you know, you introduce new cards. Mm-hmm. But what that creates is power creep, because mm-hmm. if the new cards are just the same as the old cards, what's the reason of getting them? So it's like, OK, this new card is actually does a little. This actually has better stats than this the this old version of this card. So that makes makes those car, certain cards, uh, you know, basically effectively obsolete. Um, and also, once you can start to get too many cards into the pool, it starts to be like, well, shit, uh, d- this is just unmanageable. Yeah. So and it becomes impossible to balance. So they start, you know, cards start getting rotated out. It's an incredible design challenge to try to make these things work. And I'll be interested to see how they navigate that. Um, Matt, you mentioned earlier that you were you enjoyed building your own deck. Yes. And I think you may be in Magic the Gathering parlance, a Johnny there are three three archetypes, um, uh, three psychological profiles. Uh-huh. Uh, these are this is something. This was a very influential post from uh, by the uh, Magic the Gathering's lead designer at the time, Mark Rosewater, who uh, had this in 2002 called J- Timmy, Johnny, and Spike. It, it, it's one of those posts that within this sub genre is kind of like 
Do you remember the Ludo narrative dissonance post the first time that was introduced? Yeah. It's yeah. like that level of like, oh, this has kind of changed how people think about this uh, from a design perspective. So I think honestly, we're all each one of these, okay. which is that Timmy's want to make the most spectacular plays. Um, that is definitely kind of how I like to play. I mentioned that Dr. Doom card. I'm comboing that. I'm playing a Wong Doom card right now. What Wong does is Wong uh, has any honor reveal effect triggers twice. So I can drop Wong, then drop do- drop Dr. Doom. All of a sudden I'm spawning four Doom bots all over the map. Um, it's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a big Wombo combo. That's a lot of fun. Uh, Johnny's want to build the most creative decks. Sounds like that's maybe Matt and Spike's only care about winning which is definitely Heather. <laughs> but but they they kind of think of this internally and I think like a lot of you know a, a, a lot of ga- de- developers who make deck building games think in, from from that standpoint of like okay how do we appeal to all three of these archetypes. The um yeah go I, on. I say yeah I mean I I really liked I liked uh like just picking cards that I liked and and and, and making the deck. I'd like to make a more like um I one I'd like to get more cards Right, sure. so that I could then make a more um, like maybe not a themed deck, but like something that sort of works more together. Like your little your nice combo there, like that's really good. I don't have anything like that yet. Um, uh, you know, I got six hundred more uh, levels to go, I guess. But um, <laughs> uh, but like I'd like to do more like something like that. But I, I do want to talk more about the like just the UI because. Yeah. It's busy, but it's not crazy. Like, I do sort of know. Like, I, I, let me I guess, let me just pull it up on my phone real quick. Like, it's there's five little sort of buttons at the bottom, like at your home menu sort of thing. That you know, you go to where the shop is. There's then the collection. That's then your main, that where you're where you're at in your season pass, and then news. I mean, here's the thing: we can scrap the news one. I'm never looking at that. <laughs> I would I would never in my life think what's going on there. I. That's, that's actually the only place where I get my real news. Um, yes. <laughs> but like, and then the other ones, there's like sub menus uh, like in there too, but it's never like, I never feel like I'm like overwhelmed by what's going on unless, as I said earlier, if there are notifications all over my damn screen, I want those gone. Um, but you know, you need them. So, you know, like when to claim like your free items and stuff. Uh, but it all just looks so nice. Yeah, I love the way I the agree. buttons press, the haptics on your... Oops, I accidentally started the game. Um, well, now you got to play Yeah, well, I canceled. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, the haptics on my phone... Yeah. Make fe- touching the buttons feel good. Like, <laughs> they did a good job, like, making this. Like, it just feels like... Uh, like, it's hard... It's kind of hard to put down once you start playing it, which I think is interesting, Nick, because I know you're, mm-hmm. you're a big no-phone guy. You try to be... Yeah, I try to phone. avoid it. I try to avoid as much as possible. I do, this is the only game I have on my phone currently. Um, it is also playable on PC, but I find because the games are so quick, yeah. I don't I, like it's not as, you know, I had Hearthstone on my phone. Hearthstone game matches can take. I, I've said this. I've said this before, but you can spend 40 minutes on a fucking Hearthstone no. match. It can take what? fucking forever. What? And also the the like hearthstone was originally designed for you know pc it was designed as a as a uh, a, a computer game and that was ported to mobile and as such the interface is not you know it's they did a good job with it but you're playing in landscape mode maybe they've updated where you can play in portrait mode now but it's not quite as 
accessible or as approachable uh, for, from just using it for a phone. Uh, whereas the the PC like version of Marvel Snap feels like a port of the phone version. Interesting. Like it's presented in 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 portrait mode. Hmm. Um, and so it's it's great that they were thinking from that standpoint of like how do we make this a mobile first product? Uh, I I want to Heather. I want to go back to to triple triad. Okay. Because uh, I also really like Triple Triad, and I've never understood why Triple Triad rules and Tetra Master kind of sucks. And I've also never really understood why they didn't just break Triple Triad out into its own standalone game. They did. So triple, they did? Triple Triad, I, I think, is available as like a play online game. I thought they only did that for Tetra Master. Am I if insane? they did do that for... No, I mean, we could both... First off, we could both be insane. Um, but... Yeah, I, 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 one of them, I, 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 they had something on Play Online, I definitely remember. Tetra, Tetra Master sucks because there's too many variables. And right. also, it, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm, I can predict a, a, a sequence of play that might help me win this. It, it feels a little bit like playing with like half regular cards, half wild cards all the time. Mm. Whereas Tetra Master, it's like, yeah, there are unpredictable effects, but the game is pretty linear. It feels like I have this set of cards. I want to achieve this outcome. And I think if I play my cards right and I nothing truly unforeseen happens, I'll be able to get that uh, that equational balance out. Tetra Master, it's like fucking, I don't know, this, this, this card affects this other card from the corners. Uh, and uh, yes. good luck. I, I, it looks like there's a triple triad on um, on like the Apple Store. Like I don't know if it's like oh, the well, okay. triple triad, but it's certainly it's a triple triad. Um, well, what the fuck do I know? Uh, but I, I guess nothing. Yeah, <laughs> jack shit is the answer. <laughs> uh, no, um, but I was just remembering another card game that I like that I've only played the card game part of and not Th- got this. This does uh-huh. this. Uh, this looks like a ripoff. Okay, sorry, keep going. Uh, yeah. So if, if you want. Maybe they'll, you know, sell your data <laughs> if, you, right. if you want to play that one. Uh, so, uh, you know, buyer beware. Um, Inscription. Inscription is a card game. Yes, um, 100%. Uh, but there's also more to it that I haven't gotten to because I haven't uh, played it in a little while. Um, but that that game is really great. And the cards are uh, interesting. There's just a lot of rules. That's what I find with these games is that uh, I feel like card games just have a lot more rules than like running and hitting you know what i mean like it, there's just a, there's a, seems to be a right. lot more going on and then you hear about it i hear about a game like triple triad i hear about a game like gwent those are in games why'd they make two games hey god bless them for it that's crazy to that, me. i think i think it's rad i think it's rad when they do it's that tight. but um yeah it's 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 definitely ambitious it's <laughs> definitely but you know i think that's that's like when it works, it really fucking yeah. works. When it, you know, tr- like Triple Triad's a home run. It's it's fun to play, and it it makes that game world feel richer. Yeah. What what I'll say is, uh, like you meant you referenced Inscription, another game that that I really like that's kind of in this genre is Slay the Spire, mm. which is effectively a roguelike where you have a deck, different deck every time, every run. Oh. Um, that you kind of build on the fly, and then you use it to battle, and and it's it's like it's just endlessly replayable. And I think they actually came up with a, you know, they they actually have a physical version of Slay the Spire now. They have like a board game version of it, that's which great. is kind of cool. Uh, but but yes, as far as the complexity. Magic the Gathering as the first one 
is kind of the worst offender in this regard. Like it's so complicated. Uh, I never really got into, you know, I've heard uh, MTG online existed years ago. They have magic, the gathering uh, arena now uh, is their online version. And I've heard it's a pretty good implementation, but it's just so fucking complicated. Um, that just, you know, having all those rule sets in your brain and 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 knowing how they all work together, it just it's 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 a lot. And I do like how these I, I you know, as I have less time for this kind of game, this kind of more I, I like them being more, more uh, streamlined and more approachable. And again, that's what it works for Marvel Snap is just like it's very simple. It doesn't have a lot of keywords. The keywords it has like ongoing and on reveal and destroy and discard are super duper uh, clear how they work. And they, you know, they, they, they don't have a lot of like sometimes the way the the language of a card text can make it ambiguous in terms of what its effect yeah. is. And that in and of itself can influence the metagame. So, you know, it, it doesn't seem to have stumbled in, in, in that regard so far. I don't know. I mean, like I, I, I think I really like this genre be, though, partly Matt, because there are rules. Yeah. Again, the guy who chooses to role play as the uh, law student, <laughs> Uh, who's actualing everybody yeah. in the in my 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 fifteenth century monk game? <laughs> I think it's great. Um, I think it speaks that guy to likes rules more of my my lack of uh, just like attention. Like I if mm-hmm. I could like really like pay attention, I I love a card game. Like I because I, there's something that inscription does really well. I think yeah. is that like the sound of the game, like the way the cards sound, and like it's more of like a board game too. But like it's there's just I don't know they, the sound design in that game is really good and it makes me feel like I'm actually playing a, a game, um, and this game too has really great sound and um, just like the, the like the snap noise when you press the snap cube, I love it, super satisfying. That's also a thing where. By the way, there's a, a quick side note, but I, I, I talked to someone who's super into poker years ago, and they told me that there's a lot of cross-pollination between high-level poker pros and high-level Magic the Gathering players, wow. which I found fascinating. Yeah. But it also makes sense because I think to be good at any card game, you have to be a fucking nerd. Um, so, like, <laughs> get, so I get, get it, but I, but, I, yeah, but I was also like uh, – I, 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 apparently there is even people who – or people who don't play – both there's like a respect be- between the two communities mm-hmm. um uh anyway yeah the the uh where was i going with this i yeah i i like the, i like when when one of these games like it feels like you're using actual physical cards like heather was talking about with marvel snap there's like kind of a tactile character to the cards within that game mm-hmm. that's very very super very satisfying but also i like when one of these games and hearthstone's actually really great about this uh, a card has effects that you couldn't really do in the physical world. Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, Magic the Gathering's design is obviously limited by these are physical cards. And when it's just sort of like, oh, you know, hey, we can, I can, I can cast a random spell. That's a thing you can't really do if you're playing a physical game, but a computer can just RNG the shit out of that and see what the fuck happens, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love that sort of shit. I, um, I have a bit of, yeah, go on. Uh, I have a bit of, um, Card related breaking news. What? Can you believe breaking this? Breaking news. Sean Breaking news. Sean Diston, friend of the show, friend of us all. Yes. Texted okay. me during this record. Okay. This news story. Linebacker Blake Martinez retired abruptly on November 10th, two weeks after he sold a rare Pokemon card for $672,000. Wow. His Raiders contract this year was worth $1.035 million. 
So this guy who's already, I was looking at the comments, has made $30 million in his uh, football, his seven-year career. Saw the rest of the season, saw his cards in there, and was like, I'm not playing any more fucking football. Wow. <laughs> I'm done with this. I'm out. I'm cashing out. Holy shit. That fucking wow. rocks. <laughs> it's pretty incredible. <laughs> I wonder what Truly. card it was. No, no, I have no uh, story on what the card is, but who knows? Wow. Uh, by the way, this is that's a, that just reminds me. I've I've tried never to look on eBay to see how much some of my very early gen Magic the Gathering oh, cards man. would now be going for that I just gave to Goodwill at a certain point. <laughs> uh, probably were thrown into a dumpster. Oh man. Um. Uh, anyway, uh, any other any other questions or thoughts on deck building games? Uh, no, I mean, I, he, I think. I think they're interesting. I think that they, mm-hmm. I, I sort of wish I had more of an understanding of like, I feel I certainly have more of an understanding of them now here after hearing you uh, talk about them. Uh, but I wish there was more like, um, I like that. It's like this Marvel one is like good. Like, it's like, it's interesting that yeah. like, this is the one that's like sort of like, it's a good entry point. Cause I also, I feel like even though I was saying earlier, that's like kind of confusing. It's like, if I played this game, I could probably play a different one, like I like or something that's a little more complicated. Because that this is you know what I mean for sure a great entry point. Yeah, definitely. Also, no one is more burned out on Marvel than me. Yeah. Um. And so, like, this is that, but this game is is just that good. Where I'm like, oh, if hey, fucking Galactus, that's awesome. You know. Well, this is me. I I'm like, where are my guys? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like my avatar is uh, Cyclops because uh, I love the X Men. Um. But I'm like, I got to get some more guys. Uh, oh, that's what I wanted to I remember that's what I wanted to ask earlier. Yeah. Did, ever, what's your favorite card? Do you have a favorite card in the game? Uh, great question. I mean, like, I have a soft spot for Korg. Yeah. Korg is a one power guy that you get pretty early on. And what his effect is that he put just puts a rock or one energy, a two power guy. He just puts a rock in the your opponent's deck. Yeah. Which is so fucking annoying. Yeah. And I just like that that element. And he's also like, you know, he's very efficient that he's kind of useful in pretty much any deck. So you yeah, have a soft spot for Korg. I, uh, I, I, I like the Cyclops card because I mm-hmm. like the way he looks on there. He's blasting. Um, I guess I'm a Cyclops stan because um, my avatar is also Cyclops. But he's like blasting with his eyes. And then when you place him down on the field, there's like a big. I just figured out why. Yeah. There's a fucking huge beam coming out of the card when you put him on the fucking field. Yeah, it's yeah, you good. like beams. I just I figured that out in real time. <laughs> I like the Cyclops card because he's a fucking beam card. Let's fucking go. Uh, Cyclops could probably use a buff. Honestly, he's a little. He's a little OP. Little kind of kind of a kind of a yeah, kind of not not a, not a super useful card right now. I like uh, I like the Jubilee card. Oh hell yeah, great which great is, design. Which is uh uh. Uh, four, takes four power or takes four whatever's I don't know what the fucking term is mana I think it's I think it's energy is their mana and, okay or no power is their mana yeah energy is their mana power is their okay, power. it takes four energy and Attack. has one power so she's she's not a strong card but her power mm-hmm. is her her card ability is that you can play a different card from your deck at that at that location on the board right so the card is like Jubilee ran out and was like, I got this.
this and automatically somebody else is like, uh, I'm going to go help Jubilee. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very much very Pokemon trainer move. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I have a Jubilee deck and with the, with the way Jubilee works, it's just like he, I just load it up with a bunch of six drops. Yeah. And so some super powerful cards. So then you're basically effectively playing Jubilee plus one of those for four, uh, for for uh, mana like energy yep. and um it, it works really well and again this that's sort of that wombo combo thing i like uh anyway uh, uh, check it out if anyone wants to is looking for a, a a game to play on their phone um and hasn't already dipped into it um and uh yeah i don't know that's that's uh that's that's my little uh fucking essay or whatever the fuck i that's that's how to build a deck of cards but it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> I can say math. I do sort of wish because like you don't have to spend real money, right? Right. You don't have. You to. could go completely free to play this game and be very competitive. Yeah. So one hundred percent. If you don't have to, and they're not making you, how about you give me an option to just turn that whole thing off so I don't have to see it? Mm. No, it's got to tempt you the entire time. Yeah, it's got to tempt yeah, you. Yeah, I guess it's got to tempt me, and it's gonna. That's the way this. That's the way these things <laughs> yeah. work. That's the way this generated like ten million dollars in its first month or something. Jesus, absurd. I kind of yeah, wish these things are fucking cash cows. I wish I was a whale. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was so rich. <laughs> Matt, can I interest you in some NBA Top Shot NFTs? Okay. Oh, oh, oh they're, all they're right. gonna, okay, they're, right. they're gonna get me rich. Then yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, all right, how about we uh, we do a question block? Ba-ding! All right, here we go. These are all sourced from our Discord, discord.gg slash get played. You know, I don't know what's happening on the other social medias. I You could say, you could still send them into uh, getplayedpod at gmail.com. Send voicemails as well. We love those. Um, but I got these from Discord. Um, so here we go. This one's from Garu Hodo, and they write, if you had to do an escape room with three characters from video games, and they had to be characters that made questionable choices in their game series, who would you choose? Have you have either of you ever done an escape room? I've never done one. I have. I have. And they're incredibly frustrating wow. as somebody that likes to solve puzzles. They're uh, super fucking boring. <laughs> <laughs> the best, best part of an escape room that I did, because I've done a few, was when you needed to drive a remote control car with a hook on it down a hallway using a camera in order to get a key, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, finally, some fucking something to do. Because otherwise <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't know, maybe it's in the light bulb. Smash the light bulb. Please do not smash the light bulb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, um, I've, done, I've done one. I guess I've, I've done one, and I also did Delusion, which is not an escape room. It's more of an interactive, uh, immersive theater experience. But there was, like, an escape room element to the one that I went to. Uh, and I came in really clutch there because I was able to solve a puzzle uh, using uh, constellations in a, in a room. Uh, so, like, I, I was very into it. Um, and then the other escape room that I was in, uh, I was in a group with some people that I didn't really know. And I wished I was just there uh, by myself because uh, I thought... There are just too many cooks. Right. Just too many cooks in general. I think maybe a, a four-person um, group is maybe max the amount. So that's like a perfect prompt in this question, I think. Um, I'm throwing in our boy, 
our boy uh, Harry Dubois. Of course. Fuck, great, great choice. I was. No one's made more questionable choices. Yeah, man. But he gets to it. He'll, you know what? Like, yeah, he'll yeah. He'll, he'll get there. Uh, my my, I would just pick a, a, like I'm just thinking in terms of like, okay, we're solving puzzles. Who solves puzzles? Protagonists of of graphic adventure games, uh, and oftentimes they do make a lot of questionable decisions. So I think I'd probably pull like a Guybrush Threepwood from Monkey Island, mm. um, Manny Calavera from uh from Grim Fandango, and uh, like Big B Wolf from The Wolf Among Us. It'd be a nice little triforce of uh, adventure game protagonists. Wow. And also kind of cover different archetypes. Wait, we, it has to be adventure game protagonist? No, I think no it, could it, be, be any, it could be whoever. It could be any no, game. Yeah. yeah, it could be a game you like instead. That's just, that's just what I was yeah. thinking. Great, because I'm solving a fucking uh, escape room with Sephiroth. I think that'd be... <laughs> <laughs> just hovering there ominously. <laughs> <laughs> that music blaring the entire yeah. fucking time. Yeah. And you're like, I gotta do this crossword. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, yeah, for me, I, if, if I have to pick three, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick Harry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick Kratos. Oh. Because. He solves puzzles. He solves puzzles. Questionable mm-hmm. choices galore. Yeah. And, you know, he's never annoyed that he has to do the puzzles. <laughs> I think he actually might be like, okay, like, I'm used to this. Yeah. And then for my third pick. Hmm. I'm going to pick Psychomantis. Oh, there you go. Because I feel like uh, he'd be helpful uh, just because he's tricky himself. And like the way you beat him is sort of a puzzle, kind of. Uh, Like, so uh, he would would be able to think about um, how to solve the puzzle as a person who does them. Jigsaw's the real answer we'd all be going for, really. Also from the Metal Gear franchise, it would be nice to have the uh, AI version of the Colonel from Metal Gear Solid 2. Oh, yeah. Who's just spouting gibberish at you. (laughs) That's not helpful, but it's a lot of fun. You know, (laughs) he might stumble on something eventually. Yeah. Oh, I should turn my console off. Hmm. (laughs) I would do, okay, Sephiroth, because it's funny. Joel from The Last of Us. Oh, yeah. Questionable choices, but also solves a puzzle once in a while. Sure does. Mm -hmm. Right? And then... The little dragon from Puzzle Bobble. Oh, Oh, hell yeah. It's Bub and Bob, right? Those are the two guys? Yeah, sure. Whatever. They're great. Yeah. Joel's going to come in real clutch if you need to uh, float on on one of those things. (laughs) Yeah. Need a ladder move? Joel's your man. (laughs) Ellie is one of them comics Ellie likes. Joel, I hope he comes back on the show. I like that a lot. That made me happy. He just he just stopped by Matt's room. Yeah, it was set crazy. the line and then walked yeah. out of frame. If I would lose you, I'd probably lose myself. <laughs> wow! I didn't know I could do it. I mean, I didn't That's know that Joel could stop by. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, but he can. Yeah. Will he ever again? That's- probably not. Uh, <laughs> Uh, okay, here's another question. One of them comic books. <laughs> what kind of a maniac would say that every time they found a yeah. comic book? Yeah, yes. and it's also like he like kind of like doesn't understand what it is when like yeah. in the world of like you know it's based on the modern world. 
He would fucking yeah. know it. Like they've been around for like 60 years. Yeah. Right. He's he's from <laughs> our time and he's yeah. like, oh, look at his picture. What the hell is this? With all these words. <laughs> yeah. Hey Ellie. <laughs> get me a band-aid. <laughs> okay, this is one <laughs> This one's from 16 times a week and they write what video game soundtrack do you listen to in daily life? Great question. I, you know, I really like the Fez soundtrack. Wow. And that's one that I have. I like the soundtrack more than the game, although I do like the game. But that one, that that's that score by Disaster Beast is in heavy rotation for me. Um, so that's one answer. Uh, as far as old school scores go, daily life. Hmm. I mean, like, like, look, I'll always go back to it, to a, a, to a Super Nintendo Final Fantasy or a Chrono mm-hmm, Trigger, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm looking for something a little bit more chip tuny. Yeah, I, I listen to the Potion Final Fantasy collection a lot, which is kind of like um, soft jams chosen for the Final Fantasy world. I also listen to the Square Enix Lo-Fi collection, which is like Final Fantasy songs over Lo-Fi beats. It's pretty good. Mm. Very cool answers. Uh. I don't listen to a ton of um, video game music, like unless like I'm like currently playing it, like and I want to still like be thinking about it a little bit. Um, and like I remember when uh, you know I know he was just here, and this, he would have probably loved to hear this. But when The Last of Us Two came out, it was mm-hmm. like the kind of like very close to this. I guess it was right at the start of the pandemic, was it not? Yeah, it came out like right yeah. around that same time. Right around. That, uh, yeah. I was listening a lot to the uh the last of us part two soundtrack when i would go on my uh like sanity walks um and it didn't help it was, it was, no. it was, it was a lot you know i was <laughs> thinking of people uh like they were bloaters or clickers or something because i would see people yeah. like just walking around like without masks and stuff and i'd just be like what's going on um but i i did that for a for a stretch um and you know i did the same thing with the death stranding score. oh yeah yeah and soundtrack yeah. while I just I just walking around like empty empty streets no yep. cars yeah yep. very surreal but good music very very good, good music. music excellent um uh, uh, another one I'll shout yeah. out is is Celeste oh. uh, I'm just looking at my band camp but uh, uh Lena Rain did that score and that's a that's an a, a excellent score I'll listen to over and over again I feel like I've probably like at le- at the very least listened to the entire uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World game soundtrack by Anamanaguchi, mm. which is just great. Uh, if you haven't heard that, very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's from Steve, exclamation point from our Discord. Uh, and they asked a, uh, a question I don't think we've really covered uh, on the show before. How do you triage hard drive space? What's the rubric you use when you need to delete something so you can install a massive new game? I thought that was interesting. Mm. First off, it's fucking horse shit that we ever have to do this. Yes. Like, let us fuck, like, if I can afford, and I'm not saying I can, but if I could afford, like, a 10 terabyte fucking drive, let me jam it into anything. Yes. Sure. Like, I sh- every every time I install a game on my PS5, and I've upgraded the hard drive on, I'm like, gotta go through, it's like 100 gigabytes to install fucking what is that new one? Ragnarok? Yeah. It's so big. It's huge. And so it's so frustrating because I shouldn't that shouldn't be on me, the consumer. That should be on them. Figure yeah. that shit out. Yeah. I had to just to install that because I was done with it. I moved 
that's the thing you can do now. You don't have to necessarily completely uninstall. I have a two terabyte hard drive um, for my uh, for my. It's technically for my PS4, but mm. you can store PS5 game files on there. You just can't play yep. them off of it, which is also annoying. Um, but I moved Assassin's Creed Valhalla and The Last of Us Part One so I could install Ragnarok. Wow, <laughs> it's fucked. Yes. I think also uh, maybe both Spider-Mans. I was like, I'm clearing house. I'm not doing these right now. I'm in Ragnarok. Yeah. Ragnarok's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but I usually, yeah, well, the, 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 the judgment that I'll make is, am I playing this other game? And then am I going to play it? If the answer is yes, then it stays. And the, if the answer is no, it's gone. Yeah, I think the 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 you know a kind of a last in first out yes. sort of thing. Like I'm just have a, uh, or first in first out, whatever, whatever fucking whatever you know what approach it is. You know what Put I your mean. Keyboards uh, away. But so like right now, the one that 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 is hogging a big part of my my PC, uh, hard drive space is Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I keep telling myself I'm going to finish the trilogy and play Mass Effect 3. I haven't gotten to it yet, but I'm not deleting that one. Uh, what I might normally do it because I am going to get to it. Like I, I, I know and I know if I delete it, I probably will. I might never get to it. But looking over at some other games that I've got in here, you know, Into the Breach will just stay on here. Um, Stardew Valley will just stay on here. Those also aren't very large games. So, like, yeah. you know, like size is a big thing. Vampire Survivors, I have no reason to ever delete. It's just not a very large no. game. But something like, you know, Power Wash Simulator, which I had some fun with, um, you know, it's, it's, it takes up five gigs. That's not nothing. And if it's just a thing I'm going to dick around with occasionally, eh, maybe we can get that the fuck out of here. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not too precious about it. I, I think usually what I'll do is I've got this big new game. I got to I got to play. Yeah, same sort of approach. OK, if, if I'm not playing this right now, or if this isn't the thing I'm playing regularly and realistically, if I'm not going to get to this anytime soon, I'm just going to get this the fuck out of here. But it sucks. I agree with Heather. It fucking sucks. They should just be anyway. At, well, at, at a certain point, we'll we'll have to play through cloud. That'll be the only way we'll be able to play no. video games. And then so like that'll have its own problems. But oh. we want to deal with. You, you, space anymore you can catch me in front of my fucking modded dreamcast when that shit happens <laughs> yeah it's, it's gonna be a fucking i'll be analog mix. pocket exclusive if that's yeah. the case <laughs> yeah well on that note that's this week's get played links to our discord where you can ask us questions and also our twitch and social media are in the episode description our music and engineering are by Devin bryant you can follow him on twitter at BaffleGabs. and the final we play of you play of 2022 is persona 5 royal which is coming in december also coming in december I think we're going to do a live stream on our Twitch of our uh, games of 2022, uh, uh, like kind of year end special. So that that will that's probably going to be coming in in December. And hey, you heard it on the show. We're also going to at some point cover Atari 50. Can't wait. Although this is the same fucking this is the same show that said we're going to do Stranger of Paradise. I went out and dutifully bought it. I watched that guy be like, fuck, I hate swords. Suck my dick. Like, hey, hey, hey. Bring that character back. I also have it. And I never, it's on my shelf right over there. All right. So look forward to future episodes where we may or may not play the games we said we'd play here on the show. <laughs> also look forward to the next uh, episode of Chainsaw Man, which we're going to be talking about on, on Get Animated. Yeah, that's Chainsaw Man episode seven, I think. 
Episode seven. Uh, which we, it'll be eight. No, it'll be eight. Wow, we've already covered seven's in the past. Seven's in the seven's past. In the past. It'll, be, it'll be episode eight, which will be the episode of Get Animated will be released the day after episode eight of Chainsaw Man appears on Crunchyroll, Hulu, Apple TV, Google Play, et cetera, et cetera. So watch along. Join us on Patreon for Get Animated slash Chainsaw Man living life. <laughs> wow. And hey, that's available on Stitcher Premium, Patreon.com. And I really have to pee. So uh, you got played. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I hid inside another man's body in order to escape from prison. <laughs>